So we've just spoken a lot about the blue collar exposure, which is probably what most people think of first and foremost when someone mentions workplace health and safety. They think of construction sites, uh, manufacturing, warehousing, those sorts of things where you've got people, got machines, plant and equipment, falling hazards, either people falling off something or things falling on people. It's an obvious risk and it's a much easier conversation to have with people about workplace health and safety that are in that industry. What about white collar? And I think it was it was either 2020 or 2021, Safe Work Australia published some guidance on psychosocial risks, which affect every workplace, but especially would be a, the, the primary workplace health and safety risk for something like an office and, and other white collar risks. It's relatively new. It's, it's sort of being recognised in that bullying harassment sphere, which often are the, the subjects of employment practices claims, like bullying claims, adverse action, general protections, those sorts of things. But more and more in the, the last probably, I'd say, maybe five years in this office, we've seen the claims coming through for statutory liability matters involving workplace bullying. And with the, the latest guidance from Safe Work Australia on psychosocial risk, where do you see that going? And is, is, is that going to become a, an increased risk and something that office workers and uh, white-collar industries are going to have to really focus on soon? Uh, the simple answer is yes, and in terms of timing, very soon, in fact, right now. And look, let's not limit this conversation necessarily to the office environment and white-collar workers. I think that's really important because um, even though historically we've thought of construction sites and manufacturing environments, et cetera, as organisations where people get their hands caught in conveyors or mm-hmm. they collide with forklifts or things fall on them, these uh, risks are real in those work environments as well. But I think your point being that largely white-collar environments are probably being um, sort of left alone from, you know, sort of the force of law Mm. because there's not so many physical injuries in those environments. But um, now the force of law um, has a mandate to go and investigate psychosocial risks, including the conduct of people in the office and, you know, the risk of harm that might arise through people's conduct. Uh, and therefore one can expect that in those office environments and white-collar environments that you're probably going to see more investigation and regulation and enforcement of the safety laws arising out of, you know, psychosocial harm. If I can give a little bit of context here, the concept of psychosocial risk is something that's been defined. It's been something that people are trying to get their heads around, but psychosocial risk is really where there is a um, risk of harm to someone arising out of what people call psychosocial hazards. Because the way that the safety laws work is you don't start with the concept of whether there's a risk of harm to someone. You start with the concept of, well, what's what's the hazard that exists that could actually cause the harm? You know, what is the thing that we're doing in our business that can cause people harm? And then you move to, well, well then what is the harm that one can suffer from? Mm-hmm. And so, so that's all the, the foreseeability of the risk. Yeah, well, foreseeability of, first of all, what's the hazard? What's the thing that can cause the harm? Hazard identification and yeah. foreseeability, yep. And then, and then, of course, what's the level of risk that might arise from that? And so in the psychosocial space, I think where people are going to struggle is actually understanding what are the psychosocial hazards in the workplace that can cause a risk of harm to people, psychological harm or possibly physical harm you know you've touched on one that we're all sort of used to so 
sort of bullying in the workplace has been around for quite some time and there's quite a number of prosecutions in the safety space, uh, which you alluded to, where people, uh, individuals and organisations have been subject to charges under safety regimes arising out of bullying conduct in the workplace. So that's not un- not uncommon, but the the concept of someone engaging in bullying conduct, that is, you know, it's interactions between people in and of itself is something which I think organisations have to identify as the psychosocial hazard. So that's the work environment that the employer is creating that gives rise to the risk that people will interact. They might interact poorly or inappropriately and, in fact, inconsistent with the law. And then that environment is the thing that gives rise to the risk of psychological harm and someone Mm -hmm. bringing a bullying claim. So this has all been identified now for a few years where the conversation around this space uh, has significantly increased and it started really with a report from Marie Boland who was asked to review the model safety laws a number of years ago and in her report she made um, quite a number of recommendations but uh, one of the specific recommendations she made was that there should be some very specific uh, regulations built into the safety laws to specifically address the employer's obligations or duty holders' obligations to manage psychosocial risks in the workplace. And she did that fundamentally because she said that the duties that currently exist in the safety regime require employers and other duty holders to manage psychosocial risks right now, even without additional regulations. Mm-hmm. They've been in the law a very long time. Yep. But absent there being specific regulations, she said that people uh, effectively aren't turning their mind to these issues um, and aren't adequately addressing it in the workplace. So now what we've got, if we fast forward from Marie Boland's report a few years ago, um, we're now getting, um, you know, sort of uh, sort of legislation coming through to introduce these regulations in Queensland only sort of a couple of weeks ago, we saw some regulations that will come into play from 1 April next year. Um, we've got them in Victoria. We've got proposed regulations uh, that uh, are to come into place, I think, it's supposed to be later on this year, but question whether that's going to happen. And eventually what we will get is regulations which will require employers to identify psychosocial hazards. So what are the people interactions? What's the work environment look like? You know, are there remote work arrangements? Are there other environmental conditions in the workplace including sort of roster arrangements, et cetera, that could give rise to people suffering from psychosocial harm and psychological injury. And people will, employers, I think, are going to really struggle and PCBUs are going to really struggle to get their head around this. So I think it's um, a rapidly emerging area. From the sounds of it, and, and certainly from what we've seen in recent years, doing the, the employment practices liability as well as the statutory liability, um, we've already had uh, a couple of, of EPL claims where it's been a double whammy. So they, they get the complaint from the uh, either current or former employee uh, of, of bullying or, or whatever the case may be. Uh, but then there's also a safe work investigation looking into those same allegations. But from the regulatory perspective, uh, whilst the fair work or, or the, through the, the federal court, the civil suit is, is going on for the, the damages for the, the claimant. So from the sounds of it, that's probably going to increase uh, in, in the coming years once this you know, specific and explicit requirement for making a safe workplace with regards to the psychosocial harm. Yeah, um, absolutely. 